You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, welcome to the channel. I so enjoy talking to you and making these videos. If you like the content, guys, consider subscribing if you're not already subscribed and let's get straight into it. Today, I'd like to talk about the narcissist and their relationship with money and how we can use that relationship um, and the signs when we're with a narcissist or getting to know someone in relation to how that can be a big red flag for us examining the relationship in other areas. So, for a lot of people, they discover they're with a narcissist or have been with a narcissist um, when they discover that, that they've been financially abused. So look, the question I'd like to answer first is, do all narcissists love and adore money? And I would give you an unequivocal answer and say yes. Now, there is a category of narcissist that is born into money. And the other category would be those who get a tremendous amount of supply from their jobs and from the power and control they get um, with big jobs. And they really go for this hugely ambitious. So a lot of them will have their own money, but they still always want more and more and more. There is no level of satisfaction because, as we know, narcissists are never satisfied. They're always envious of others and the grass is always greener and there's always more to be had. And that's the way they live. They can never get full up. So they will always seek more and more. And often because of the other character traits like recklessness and magical thinking will often, this is a small percentage now, will often amass a big amount of money and then lose it all and then try and make it all again and lose it all. So they're as always inconsistent because of the disorder. That's only a small percentage. Who you and I will probably meet would be the more commoner gardener narcissist and their relationship money it, with 
relationship with money is pretty dire. That's fine if they go off and be with themselves and ruin their own lives and just do that. But unfortunately, because of their love and desire for power and control and gaining that through money, they'll often ruin other people's lives in the process. And that is the purpose of this video today. It's not to bash the narcissist, it's to protect us against them. Because why should we suffer because of because of their diabolical behaviour. So I hope this video will arm you in some way. Uh, I'm just going to give you an insight into my experience and thoughts on narcissists and money and how it can be a big, big red flag to identify that you're with a narcissist. So the narcissist starts off before they meet you financially abusing you. And I'll explain this. They often times, particularly in their 40s and 50s, have gone through a numerous amount of cycles where they've made really bad decisions and have bad judgment in relation to the relationships that they break up. Um, they have financial consequences to that. They rarely pay loans back. They often take loans out as a kind of temporary measure to make life better, but don't look at the consequences of having to pay that back. So they'll take one loan after the other, after the other, one loan to pay, another loan to pay, another loan. They'll also look to family members to fund them and pull them out of their mistakes. Um, if they haven't, you know, if they, if, if there's a loan shark coming after them, if the banks are coming after them, if they haven't paid maintenance, if they have a bad business debt, they'll ask family to pay that off for them and then won't pay the family off because their kids, their kids inside in relation to their lack of responsibility and emotional maturity. So bad, bad relationship with money. They'll also uh, often be looking for, um, a business idea or looking to have their own business. And in this in this respect, they believe that this is going to make them millions and millions. And this is magical thinking coming into the dynamic millions and millions. And it's going to, you know, put them in a situation where they don't have to work and they're going to be envied by everyone. So they have this real magical thinking and often invest in badly thought out business plans where they will again lose money and lose your money if they can encourage you to invest in those plans as well. So beware of getting into business with anyone that you don't know very, very well and don't go into business on an emotional, in an emotional kind of state where you're in a relationship with someone and they ask you to invest a lot of your money into their business idea until you really get a good handle on who you are with. Okay, so they financially abuse you before they meet you because they target people. Getting back to the point, they can often be at a very, they can often be at rock bottom in their lives where they've lost all their money uh, through various mistakes just that we've just spoken about their various pit holes that they can get themselves in, they may end up with absolutely no home, no relationship and no money. So at this stage, their main criteria is jumping onto someone else's back to get them out of that hole. Um, so someone else will have to pull, they'll 
put someone else will have to pull them up out of the financial hole they've gotten themselves into so they can levitate off that person back into a good state financially. We know that they want attention, adulation and admiration. So they will seek out someone who can, someone empathic, usually a super empath at this stage because they need someone who they can manipulate, who is very empathic, who they can manipulate to steal their money from using emotional manipulation to do so. So they're looking on the internet, they're looking through family and friends, uh, they're doing a lot of research on who they can target that will have all these attributes so that they're going to be easy prey uh, for financial pickings. So that person has to be in a position that they have something that the narcissist will want from a financial point of view. So they've done the research and they've targeted you. They get into the relationship with you. Now, they will start off by being the victim, as always. The financial dynamic works in exactly the same way as the other dynamic works with the narcissist. They'll come across as the victim. And one of these aspects I'm going to take just from a financial point of view today is they've lost all their money through no fault of their own. The recession, the economy, the economic downfall, everything else will be blamed um, except themselves for having lost all that money. So they present as a victim, financial victim, a victim of circumstance rather than anything to do with their lack of responsibility. They will be hugely in debt, but you will not know the extent of the debt. They will tell you the certain amount about it and will say that they're doing the very best. They're working as hard as possible to get out of this debt and to try and recover and, you know, start again. And you as an empathic person will feel sympathy for this, but you need to look at the, you need to, you can park this, but you need to look at, ask a lot of questions as to how they got there and then park it because some people genuinely do lose their money and their properties through financial downturn. So not all people that are in this situation are narcissists, obviously, and we would like to give people the benefit of the doubt. So I'd ask the maximum amount of questions and then park that there to make judgments on what comes after that to protect yourself. So after that, we need to look for red flags. So what the narcissist does at this stage, once they've gotten into the relationship with you, is they show you a huge amount of generosity. So supposing um, your your paycheck has, is coming through the next day and you're just short of funds, they will, even though they can't afford it, will give you the money, say, for groceries or whatever you need at the time. They will offer you uh, financial assistance in a hugely generous gesture. And when you go to pay them back, they won't take the money back, even though they're on the breadline, but they're not going to tell you you know, the extent of that because they're presenting to you an improving person who's improving their financial situation and getting themselves out of it. So it's to create a picture of a generous person. They will also use words. They will also tell you that they're generous. 
And they'll reference this a good few times because what they're trying to do at this stage is to show you that they're generous and they want to love you and support you by being generous towards you. They'll also future fake. They'll also say, if I wasn't in this situation and when I did have money, this is what I would do for you. And we'd go on great holidays and I I treat you so well because you deserve to be treated so well and we'd have a great marriage and we get this holiday house. So they build a picture of the fact that they only have money short a money shortage in a temporary situation and they're building on this to improve it. And when they do, you're going to be treated like a king or a queen. Little do you know that this is a narcissist that you're dealing with and the way they're going to improve their financial situation is by stealing from you, stealing. I'll tell you now as we go along, but they have their eye on an asset that you have, a business that you have or you as a temporary solution to to enable them to save their money. So they what they're trying to do is they're trying to get you to trust them. They're trying to get you. The next thing they do is if you say buy them something or, you know, if, if they're, they're always get, having running into money crises, um, even though they say they have the same amount of income maybe as you have if you get together. And when you bail them out of that that income crisis or you buy them something, they will show you a huge amount of validation. They'll really let you know that by you doing this, they know that you love them. So they'll encourage you to be to give them things, to be generous, and they'll be triply grateful, more grateful than anyone could ever be. And you being an empathic person, this will validate you so much because you love giving, you love seeing someone improve. It's a natural way that you love someone anyway, but they will make you feel so great about yourself doing this, that they get you into the habit of financially, financially getting them out of situations or financially helping them. And in your head, you be, you become aware that once you financially help them, you have an amazing time and you feel great about yourself and they'll get you into the thought processes that that's the way you show them love, that they feel loved when you give them money or things. So it's a whole dangerous psychological process that they're working on you. It's just another one of their games but they're working on you to get you up to a state where you trust them, you think they're generous, you believe you're helping them you believe they know you love them more because you're helping them in that way. So they have you worked up to this point. And the next thing they will ask you to do is to take out a loan for them in your name. And it can be quite a sizable loan because their credit is shot and they will convince you that by you taking out this loan, you will improve your joint lives between you by getting them out of their financial mess so that they can re they can restart their lives and begin to make the money they used to make to give the two of you a great life. Do not take out a loan for any other adult in your name that's not family or someone you totally know and trust. People don't, people that are healthy and respect you and love you do not ask you to do this kind of thing. 
And just think about this further. These narcissists discarding you, remember, remember the narcissistic dynamic. They'll either get you to a point where you want to discard them or they'll discard you and you will be left with that loan in your name and they will have benefited by that money. And this is a really common thing that narcissists do. So be really aware of it. Don't do it. Don't do anything that's going to burn you badly. You don't know this person. You haven't spent long enough with them and they need to show you. They need to show you the same amount of commitment that you would be showing them by taking out a loan for them. So that's a real red flag. A healthy person doesn't ask you to do that. Now, the other thing they'll do if you don't take that loan out for them and whatever, they've come to you looking for something. So if they can only get a temporary financial benefit from you, what they'll do is while they're with you, they'll be putting money aside in separate accounts that you will know nothing about. And when their income has dried up towards the end of the month and your income is still there because you haven't been sourcing money off for yourself or sliding it off and stealing it from your joint relationship, you will be the one bailing the two of you out towards the end of the month because you'll be the one left with the income that they're not left with, that they run out of very quickly. You don't know why they run out of it very quickly, but they do. They'll always come up with an excuse as to why they haven't got got the money that they should have at this stage of the month. So they'll they'll benefit from by being with you anyway, even if they can't get you to take out a loan for them or they can't get you to go above and beyond like that for them. And hopefully you're clever enough not to do that. It's very, very, you know, it's very difficult to make a judgment because you're in an emotional state and they're working on you emotionally. So it's very easy to go ahead and take that loan out for them and believe that you're, you know, you're doing it for your future. You can easily be conned by these demons, disgusting people, fraudsters and con artists. So, guys, um, so they'll be benefiting from you financially anyway by pulling the wool over your eyes and hiving off money and you'll be paying the main amount towards your living costs and feeling good about it. They'll make you feel good about paying the extra too. So they get to, you know, you get to the stage where you're beginning to cop on that there's something not quite right here that... You're the one putting the most in, in all ways, but just taking it from a financial point of view at this stage, you know really that you're you're paying double the way here in this in this financial situationship. And you begin to question and you begin to, you know, look for signs that things are improving. And you you know you're your gut is telling you there's something not right here. So you begin to ask more financial questions. You begin to look for transparency and the narcissist backs off more and more and more. And there's more and more excuses about this. It's a big red flag. And if you ask for this transparency, it can often result in a discard, a premature discard, because the narcissist gets very worried that you're going to uncover what is going on in the background and the monies that they're putting away and hiding from you. The debt level that they can be hiding from you as well. 
Now, they may have come to take your property. They may have come to get you to marry them so so they can have a share in your house or a share in your business or a share in whatever you've worked hard for financially at this stage. They want a hold in some stake. They want a... They want a a leg up financially um, and they're quite happy to take it from you without a care in the world about you. They will leave you high and dry once they get it. But if they can't get you to the stage where you marry them or marry them quickly so that they can gain financial control of you or part of your assets and they discard you, They will discard you at this stage if you push them on a financial point. Now, they may look to come back because, remember, their ultimate aim was to really to really benefit from you financially, to take half whatever you had or to take all of what you've had. And during the transaction ship, be it a year, two years, five years, they'll also do a diabolical thing in that they will be documenting and keeping all the receipts that they have put into, you know, paying for the transaction between yourselves and them going along. They'll also have moved, they'll also have have strategized so that maybe they will be the one paying the mortgage, notwithstanding that you will have paid all the other expenses and used cash maybe to do so. But on record, Even though they wouldn't have paid you rent, they may have moved into your property. So what they would normally pay on rent, they'd be paying your mortgage. They stack it up so that if they if they have to discard you before they get to marry you, you you won't marry them or you won't sign your business, you know, make them a partner in your business. They will stack it up so that their documentation will look like they have been paying on the mortgage or paying into the business, notwithstanding that you may have been paying triple or quadruple the expenses in other ways, but you haven't kept your receipts because you didn't know that you were in a diabolical takeover or asset stripping situation. You thought you were in a loving relationship, so you won't have kept your receipts. And when it comes to the scramble where they go to try and take you to court or go to a solicitor when they've had to discard you or you've discarded them, they have a documentation and they can often use this to take away some of your assets, some of your business or claim ownership or claim a value in what they've put in to the situationship that isn't a true reflection of what's been going on, and they'll all f- also have been saving money along the way. So to them, it was a beneficial situation to be in because it was an I- inequitable financial coupling. But for them, they gained financially from being with you. And notwithstanding, they may have left you devastated in all other emotional ways. These bees, and you can follow the rest, the dots in for yourself. These awful diabolical creatures have agendas always. And I'll just say to you, the video's gone on for quite a long time here, guys. Do not let them ruin you, destroy you financially, 
Be very aware of these red flags in the relationship. They are very covert about their movements. You won't know a lot of it. Use your gut and ask for financial transparency on their bank accounts, etc. Look for the signs. If you're in this situation at the moment that the, you know, that the monetary situation is inequitable, do your very best to protect your assets. Do your very best um, in relation to these financial red flags and protect yourself as much as possible because devastating as it is to get over the emotional abuse that you go through when you have ended a narcissistically abusive relationship to also have been financially abused makes the situation twice as bad and twice as hard to recover from. Having said that, on a positive note, it is only money. I don't want to trigger anyone here. It's diabolical if someone steals from you in a financial way, as well as stealing a lot of other things from you. Getting free of these disgusting creatures is worth everything. It's worth your life. You have the ability to have a fantastic life. They do not. They go from one person to the next, stealing, stealing everything, but stealing financially, losing and abusing. And it goes in a cycle and they can never, ever have a successful, happy life because they're envious of others. They want others to be envious of them. And it never works out that way. Not not on a continuous basis. There may be a temporary reprieve where they look like they're doing amazingly well, but it doesn't ever last. Guys, I'm going to close the video down here. I hope you have received something of value. If you've been financially abused or if you've any tips for any of our other friends and family, please consider leaving, leaving that in the comments because this is about education, educating everyone. Subscribe if you like the content. Share the video if you think someone is being currently financially abused. And hit the like button if you like it, guys. I'm going to see you again soon. Take great care. Take great care of yourselves and talk soon. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.